0: G220 Effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai And we're back. We're back. We're back in that place that we call the booth where we spitting out truth. And it's factual. And it's actual. It's the word of God living hot and ready, ready to split exactly what it's supposed to do. The heart <laughs> what is it gonna do to the heart? Split that heart, divide it, asunder, so that the truth will flow out of
1: it. Hallelujah! I love it. I love it. Yes, we always say. Well, I like to say that the Word of God is our bread and butter, y'all.
0: Yeah. We live
1: by this. This is the word we live by when in a world where there's so much else that we can hold on to there's so much information we can grab there's so much information given to us and and they even call it truth
0: yeah but we say
1: the word of god is the truth the true word of god that is the truth that we live by yeah there's so much more that we can live by we choose to live by the word of god so if you're listening out there and you're one of those that know that the word of god is true and you stand on it this is the right place for you Let's get in the word. Let's divide the word. Let's get into the meat, and let's
0: grow. You know what? I like that bread and butter part he said because you know what? If you got bread and you put butter on it, guess what? It goes together. Ooh, so that means the word in our lives manifests together. It goes together because Jesus Christ is the living word, and we say He our Savior. Guess what? We go together like bread and butter, baby. <laughs> Man,
1: <laughs> I Man. love it! I love it! I Man. love it! You're making me hungry just thinking Man. about bread and butter. Oh Lord, there's yeah. nothing like going to dine out and there's just at that table that bread that's nice and warm with a good crust on the outside. Oh, here you go. And some smooth butter. Here Ooh. you go. Yes, Lord.
0: Well, let's get back on track <laughs> with that bread and butter. But let's get back on track. We want to talk today about a true conversion. What is that what is a true conversion? What 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 are we stepping into when we say yes? So you didn't
1: just let me glory in the bread and butter?
0: Yeah, well, you know, the bread and butter is, you know, that's that's a bread and butter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can't know you can't explain it no other way, you know, bread and butter. There's a oh, what you get from that? Bread and butter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what's going on with your bread and butter? Man, bread and butter, man. I was,
1: I was enjoying that because I was I was just thinking about how good it is. Just yeah. like, you know, when you meditate on the word of the Lord, how good it is, you yeah,
0: know? Yeah, yeah. But
1: yes, today we are talking about the true conversion. I'm just joking, y'all. But we today we're talking about the true conversion. What happens when we get born again? And I like to share this because... Uh, we we can go to the story of Nicodemus, right? And we see uh, Jesus having a conversation with, with with Nicodemus about what it is to be born again.
0: And It is an hey, interesting
1: conversation.
0: Did he start the conversation? I'll like, say, "Hey, yo, Nick, this how it goes, man. You go in that womb and you be born again." No, he didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> he ain't told him that, but I know he didn't tell him that. But no, he. he I <laughs> hope
1: he didn't say that, but. <laughs> He's pretty much explaining what being born again yeah, is. And yeah, Nicodemus yeah. is looking at it in a natural sense, right? Yeah. Nicodemus is like, wait, 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 wait. wait. So you're telling me that I have to go back in my mother's womb and come back out again? Like, <laughs> I'm a grown man. How is that going to happen that I can go back in my mother's womb and be birthed again? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But but you know what I love is that Jesus was always you know they called him rabbi he was a teacher so here he is explaining this this uh uh, um, concept of being born again and he's saying no it's not just natural it's a spiritual uh, birth because yes you were born in your flesh but there's also another birth that's going to happen where your spirit becomes alive Mm -hmm. and so he's explaining this and 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 I think a lot of times we tend to look at salvation or even being born again, that experience, as it's just a natural thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But Jesus
1: was preparing Nicodemus to let him know, no, 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 this is actually a spiritual thing. So there has there's going to be a change, and you might not be able to see it outwardly. It might not be a natural change you see outwardly, but there's going to be a spiritual change on the inside That's going to come from the inside and change you from the inside out.
0: Man, and if it change you from the inside out, guess what it's going to do for your life? It's going to make your life look even better. It's going to make your life look protrude out. When it protrudes out of your life, it's going to make your life sprout. It's going to do all these different things. But the one thing I always say, when your lifestyle in Christ can end up being the way you live and it becomes naturally the way you live, that means you're really living in the spirit. Because the the, the transaction always happens if it goes spiritual first and it hits the natural, it will change everything you do. And so a lot of times we're trying to work it out naturally, then spiritually, which is going to come to an end because naturally, guess what? I have limitations. But in the spirit, there is no limitation. So guess what? If I if I let the Spirit touch on everything in my life, guess what? It's going to change. It's going to rearrange. But if I let this natural life predicate the Spirit, it's going to be a limitation to what I do. It's going to be a limitation to what I allow God to do. Because guess what? I don't want everything in my life to change. But guess what? If you allow spiritual things to manifest itself in your life, you will begin to change.
1: Amen. And by manifest, we're not talking this manifestation that's out here that people just like to use. We ain't talking
0: about close your eyes and, <laughs> and, and, and fold them back a couple of times and blink, 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 how? No, we ain't talking and about that. speak
1: it until it exists type of thing. No, we're saying speaking the truth and actually allowing the truth to 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 start to formulate yeah. something that's tangible in our lives. Yeah. Because that's the power that we've been given to speak things because the li- the power of life and death lies in our tongue, So we have the ability to speak yeah. things. But I wanted to ask you, Steve, I think to start off, it might be good to just even give examples of when we got born again. When did you get this born again experience? What
0: I, I will say when I was very young, I grew up in a family who who were church people, who were Christians, you know, and it, if you ain't a Christian, then some ain't right, you know, in my family. So I grew up in a family like that. My grandparents, you know, predicated the whole family how, hey, you got to be going to church on Sunday. You got to be doing this. You got to be X, Y, and Z. And, and not saying that's the best story or the best way, but you know what? The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go that they may not depart from it. That, and that was their theory, that if I train you up this way, that you you will never depart from it. It'll be hard for you to leave it. You will have some resemblance of it. And if you look at my family, they have some resemblance of it. They may not all know Christ like that, but they have a resemblance of it. And so that's what they left them with. They didn't push the envelope past that. But my life experience is that I wanted more. I wanted to know more. I wanted to get Christ for myself. I wanted to not live off my parents, and what they say, they they midnight oil, live off their oil. I wanted <laughs> to get my own oil and understand that it wasn't just the oil that set me free. It was the life of Christ that set me free and believing that Christ rose and died for me. And so to understand that Christ... Just didn't die. That he rose. That was the, the 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 part that got me. Like he he didn't die for me. He rose. He rose for me because guess what? In the end, I'm going to have eternity with him because he rose on that day on the third day, and and that's where the the, the complications began. You know, and to understand that you know it's not a natural progression that's going on. It's a spiritual thing, and so not only did I have to have Christ, but I had to know what his spirit could do in my life, the Holy Spirit, and how it could change and how it could rearrange my life. And so it took a long process for me to understand that. But to get saved, it was early in my life. But to get the process of understanding who Jesus really was and the, the process of what the Holy Spirit is, that's what really changed my life. And I began to see the working of God a little bit clearer and a little bit better. Not saying, okay, Lord, if you could do it, show me. No, I start saying, yes, I know you did it. You know why? Because I seen your spirit work.
1: Amen. So so with that, I'm just going to read the scripture, Romans 10, verse 9. It says that if thou, I'll read, I'll start at 8. Uh, how about that? It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I heard you say, Steve, that you went through a phase of really understanding that true conversion—that that that this was more than just saying, "Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ." died and he rose in power and that was it no it was like coming to a realization that he rose in power for something and that thing was you yeah. that power to be given unto you yeah. so that you can live an empowered life yeah right yeah, yeah and and that came later on after your initial saying oh yes lord yeah. i need a savior yeah yeah and I think that is so awesome because that's the, when we go through those phases, it really allows us that God to see that God is with us. Yeah, you know, definitely. that God is with us. We've been talking lately about the fruits of the spirit and we, we talk about, you know, there's so many people that are going to be sheep and wolves clothing. How are you going to know them when that time comes to know who's who's speaking truth and who's not? Because the people that have had a true conversion where their life is totally transformed by God's uh, 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 spirit, there's a difference in their lives. And you can tell because they produce fruit. What's the fruit? We talked about it in Galatians 5.22. We, we talked about the gifts that they were operating, the gifts of the spirit. But mostly those fruits are product of whatever else that they're doing in their life. So if we don't see that, then that means something is really off. So the reason why I think we wanted to really talk about this true conversion today is because there's so many people that are living off of that first experience. Yes. I received the Lord in my life. Yes. Uh, I, I, I got saved. I went to that altar call and I said, yes, Lord. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's not even because you believed in your heart. Uh, you know, it's just you heard the word, because if you go on to read that scripture in Romans 10, Paul is also talking about how, you know, you we we how can you know the word if you've never heard it being preached? Yeah. So somebody you somebody hear to, without a am preaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at some point, the word had to be preached. The word had to be told to you for you to believe. And some yeah, people yeah, yeah. might have a true I really believe this word or. You could be somebody who was born in the church, and that's what you just do. Like that's you what have you to know. check the box, and you <laughs> have to you say, know. "Yes, I believe." But guess what? When you just check the box, you can't sustain a, 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 tra- a transformation. You can't conform into the image of Christ. You can't be empowered to do what God called you to do. To do, you can't find your identity because you just check the box.
0: And you know it's funny that you said that because a lot of us walk walk this life out in Christ living contrary to the word, because guess what? We don't know the word and we don't believe in the word. And so, yeah, we li- we believe in the theory that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. But to read his word is like, ah, it's, I don't know if I'm going to read today. I don't know if I'm going to read tomorrow because it's, you, you have to believe in the concept, knowing that the living word is Jesus Christ. So when I read the word, guess what? I'm reading Jesus. I'm reading him. I'm getting a, a vivid picture of what he desires for my life. I'm giving a vivid picture of what he knows about me. And because when I read it, guess what? It pricks my heart just the right way. Because guess what? I'm, I'm I'm being led to a word that's just for me in this season or just for me in this time or a word that's for me that's lifelong and everlasting, just for me that I can grow. And so I think a lot of times believers say, I love, I know Christ." But they're not reading his word. So there is no growth. There is no it, it it becomes contrary living because guess what? The 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 word I said to believe in, I don't even read it.
1: And then I think i've I've heard people say this, well, I'm just human, <laughs> yeah, you can be just human because you are not reading your word, you're not understanding what happened to you when you got born again, what happened to you when you had that conversion yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening to you right then and yeah. there so so therefore they they should be a change because guess what, even the Bible reminds us that whatever. That that God loves, we love also. Why? Yeah. Because we're we're not one with Him. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. so so uh, there, you can't see growth. You can't see a change. You will just remain human, limited in all that you do. Because why? I am I am just I'm just human. No, I am a born again believer of Jesus Christ. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That yeah. is
1: what I am. Yeah. And just like Apostle Paul said in this scripture that we just read in Romans ten, he said that. W- For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, yes, I confess with my mouth that there's a thing that's really real in my heart that I'm believing, that I'm now the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus. What does that even mean? And how can I even know that if I'm not in my word? If I'm not spending time in the word, understanding. If I'm not spending time with the Holy Spirit for him to teach me what the word is saying. Then yeah. I, I become just human and I make excuses and I make T-shirts that say, oh, you know, I I can I, I'm saved, but, you know, I can fight any day. It's like that to me. That's such a contrary message. God is not a God of confusion. You can't be here or there and expect certain results.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't be spiritual and natural. At and the then same and, time. And let's, let's just do both. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be double minded, you know, and because that's what the word calls it, being double minded. And it says you unstable in all your, all your ways. ways, meaning that you're going to go to and fro back and forth doing something contrary than doing something great then doing something contrary than doing something great. And how does that look? You know, and because it, 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 it's, it's 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 a representation that you are upholding, because guess what? As many crises in the world as the Bible say. And guess what? Guess what? Many crises, many people that saying they of Christ. But guess what? You got to find the one that's living like Christ. And so to live Christ-like, what, is, what does that require? It requires to deny ourselves, And a lot of times we don't want to deny ourselves. We want to take old Steve and, uh, yeah, I want to take old Steve with me. You know why? Because guess what? I might need him in a battle. You know, but what battle is, I, what battle is God not fighting that's too hard for him that I'm going to input myself and it's going to kill me, but God himself, God will defeat it. And so it, it it's it's so much a struggle for 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 us instead of you know the word we call it striving you know we strive to be what God the world say we strive for perfection but you know as a believer we don't strive for God's kingdom that was the old covenant but the new covenant says that we are free for the son who the son set free is we are free indeed and so if we're free indeed then Why not we show that we're free indeed? And the only way that we can show that we're free indeed is by knowing the Holy Spirit and being empowered by his spirit to live a life according to his word. Every word and every precept that God speak, God spoke in Genesis, what happened? And everything happened. And so if God is speaking now with the new covenant in our life, guess what happened? It happens. And so God is not a man that he shall not lie.
1: Shall
0: lie. Yeah, yeah. He's not a man that that he shall lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never going to lie, you know. And so if God never lies and God never tell fibs, (laughs) (laughs) he never tell fibs. He never say, well, I'm going to tell you a little white lie. No, he don't do that. He going to tell you the truth because whatever he speak, it happens. So this is the God we serve the god that we serve as believers. Yeah, we not we weren't always, right? We weren't always in this box where we believe, but this is the time when our unwavering belief has to be has to be what it is because if you're not standing on nothing, you won't on sinking sand. You're ready to fall.
1: And you know what, the other day I just woke up with this meditation in my heart which is uh that scripture, I believe it's Mark 9. Uh yeah. and 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 Jesus is the disciples are asking Jesus, how come we couldn't cast out that that spirit out of that that kid? We tried, but we couldn't do it. And he said, If only you could believe. And I kept meditating on that. If only you believe, if only you believe, if only you believe, do you really believe? You got to ask yourself that because that's how we're going to know that there's a true conversion in your life. I'm not trying to pick up my flesh, which the Bible tells us clearly that the flesh is wrestling and warring against your spirit. The two can't be in the same place because they're fighting against each other. Pick one side, just like if you were in battle you can't be on one team and the other team. You can't pick both sides. You got to choose one. And then you can conquer that way because you know which team that you're on. Man. And Jesus said that if you just believe. So what do you believe? If there's a true conversion in your life, there's no double-mindedness. No. You can't be here or there. <laughs> and we have to hold each other accountable to this. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait a minute, God. Let me let me see what you do first before I step on that. You know, <laughs> let me just let me just uh, uh 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 let me go ahead show me first. <laughs> I want to make no choices in this room. God is never wrong.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Praise God for his grace. He's willing Man. to to hold our hand through it and help us to learn and help us to grow. But at the same time, we have to also be willing. God is never going to push things on us. He gives us what we need, and then it's up to us to make the choice. If you if you haven't checked out our podcast, we have one that's called, you know, you have a choice. It's it yeah. I think it's called something about a choice. Choice. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, it's choice. choice. We yeah, have so just many. Choice. I have I can't think of the titles, <laughs> but we talk about that. We have a choice, yeah. And he gives us that choice to be able to pick what we need to be doing, and so we can we we can learn on our own. He's not forcing us to do anything. Because guess what? If he forces it upon us, then we have to live by him being sovereign God that tells us what to do, when to wake up, what to do, when where to go. Uh, you know, and we have no choice about it. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. have a choice we have a choice but because we love god and we truly love god our choice is going to be his word yeah. our choice is going to be what he speaks our choice is going to be how he leads us that we invite him just like we invite the holy spirit we always talk about this yes the holy spirit is something that we rec- he's the seal to the he's the seal to that promise that we have from god yeah. but we have to be willing to say holy spirit you are fully you have full access to lead me to guide me to teach me to show me i want to learn i want to grow i want to 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 be able to have A life that has success. And how do I do that? By allowing you, because God says you'll be my teacher. You will be my guide. You will be my comforter. I don't need to find comfort in this world and the things of this world and money and things that are going to perish. No, I need to find comfort in the one who created me.
0: You mean you ain't finding comfort in (laughs) Stimmy?
1: Oh, man, I had to throw that in there. You know, I mean,
0: because it's funny, man. I mean, no, we don't find comfort in anything of this world because guess what? We sojourning through. We passing through, meaning that we know that at, at some point in time, death, it will happen. And death is not the final thing. It's not the final say, nor will it be the end. Guess what? Because I believe and I know that for sure that is going to be an afterlife for me. And it's gonna be a good afterlife with Christ, and because I know that because I'm not wavering on that because guess what there's no little foxes, there's no little loafs, there's no little anything things in my life that's gonna spoil that but
1: and, and I you know what i I really like at the beginning when when we were talking about you uh having that born again experience and you said it was a process, and uh i I that's really like so good because guess what? God desires a relationship with us. Yeah. So because he desires a relationship with us, He that process is with him. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong yeah. about it, you know, but it's our desire and our heart. And that's why God says that. I, he knows man's heart. Yeah. He knows those that are going to receive him and those that are not. He knows those that are, are ready for, for in their life and those that are not. So that's, that's a true question that, that we have to ask ourselves do I really believe unto God?
0: And and, and that's the process right there. Because I, if you unfamiliar with God, guess what happens? I'm going to say I'm saved. And as soon as a storm comes, I'm going to quit. Because guess what? I'm not familiar with what I'm serving. I've, I'm familiar with the experience, but I'm not familiar with the ongoing lifestyle that I've chosen. You know, and so how do I become more familiar with the lifestyle that I chose? You know why? You know how you do it? You familiarize yourself with it. And how do I do that? By the only way that I know is read the book.
1: And you know what? I, I want to share this also because when I got born again, it was, it was an immediate distaste to anything that was my old self. I had immediate distaste to going out and partying and drinking and doing all these things and then this is not, we're not here to, we're not saying this is right or this is wrong. No. Not at all. That's not even in our place to say because we believe that those that truly love the Lord, they know what's right and what's wrong. Why? Because they have the spirit of truth which is the Holy Spirit leading them to what's right and wrong, especially for you because every one of us have a different purpose in our lives. And for me, it was an immediate distaste to anything that was going to bring perversion in my life, that was going to bring uh, uh, a shame in my life, that was going to make me not find my identity in Christ. Those things I had immediate distaste for and completely gave up those things. And for some people, it could could take time. It could take time for those things to change. But my heart, I remember when I got born again, I wanted God. I was at church more than everybody else. When do they open those doors for the church? I'm there. I wanted to be at church all the time. I was there um, for Bible study. I was there for 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 uh, uh, Sunday service. I was there for any other women's thing. I was. I mean, every conference you could think of.
0: You talking about sleeping in the parking lot, y'all? <laughs> that, that was her, y'all. She was sleeping in that car like was it Sunday? It's Sunday. <laughs> you know. Oh, my alarm went off. I, I missed work all week. I've been waiting for church. No. Exactly and this I'm is joking. and i didn't
1: have a personal relationship with god at that time but there was something about being in the presence of believers that made me feel good and made me feel safe and made me feel like this is what i need and and as i as i continued my heart was so open and i and i would go read the word i remember the first book of the bible that i went to was jeremiah the lord led me to jeremiah and i'm like i'm reading i this is me i've never really opened up the bible like that except john 3 16 maybe and read a psalm here and there. And I'm like, what? What's that? And I had a KJV Bible too, y'all. I mean, I was just as lost as lost can be.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I know Steve likes his KJV. Wow. But I was lost. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? I mean, except the scriptures I heard in Sunday school, I was completely lost. But I desired, I I I remember. Any minute I got, I would open up the Word and start reading. Whatever I was reading, even though I didn't understand it, I just wanted more and more of God. Man. And now I can stand here and see the progression, like Steve said, because my heart desired the Lord. He He just said, nope, don't turn there. Nope, that person's not your friend. Nope, we're going to have to let go of that relationship. Nope, that, don't turn left there. Nope, that's not going to work for you. Nope, move there. Uh, uh, uh Give up that. Uh, get that. And, and as I continue to hear his voice and to read the word and to be led by the Holy Spirit, I just had a better relationship. So now it's not a, it's not about laws. It's not about, oh my gosh, I have to do A, B, C, and D. Apostle Paul tells us that if you live by the law, you got to be judged by that same law. That same and law. Look looky here. I'm not going to be able to fulfill every one of them things that yeah, are mentioned yeah. in Exodus. <laughs> and even more that God mentioned that, that we six, should abide by. That 660
0: by. Some, some laws. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Thank God for his grace. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That now he's given me his grace to be able to walk through life. That even when I make a mistake, I say, Lord... I I didn't do that right. I repent. Show me how to change my mind about that. And the Holy Spirit shows me. And I rise up even higher. And that's the relationship that he wants. It's not do's and don'ts. It's not because you got dunked in water. Now you're saved and, oh, my gosh, that's it for you.
0: No. So it's not about a symbolic act. It's not about an act. It's not about you standing up there and, and waving your hands and say, yes, I believe, you know, when you're getting prayed for by the pastor. No, it's not that. It was not being dunked in water, as some believe. This is salvation. It's no symbolic act that you can do that says salvation is mine. So we we can't do any ordinances and say I'm saved. It's with heartfelt confession that Jesus said that you are saved. It's, it's the scriptures say through grace we are saved. And so how do I know that God's grace is on me? It's got to be with the heart. It's got to be with the heart, you know, predicated from the heart and understanding with the mind, you know.
1: So, so I love this. This same conversation Jesus is having with Nicodemus. So verse six in John three, it says that that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So if you want to do acts of the flesh thinking that that's what salvation is and that's uh, you, you do a b c and d then you're gonna produce flesh but if you allow yourself to believe in and in, because in, guess what the things of the spirit that you can't touch them they're not tangible and jesus explains that they're not they're not like earthly things that you can hold on to but it's like almost like the wind you, you can't hold it, but guess what? It's there. It's there. It's there. It's so there. you know what? You want to be born in the spirit, born again in the spirit, and you want to be following after the things of the spirit. Not necessarily that I did A, B, and C, and D, so I'm good. No. Allow the spirit to lead you, to guide you, to teach you.
0: And so with that, it's going to require some patience. You know, the word speaks that patience is something that I got a desire to have. And so to desire patience, you got to know that it's there. And so because it's there, guess what? Guess what? You have to be able to wait. Because guess what? In waiting, you get to see a lot of stuff about yourself that God is trying to change. And God is trying to rearrange. And that you just have to give it up. And so in your conversion, be patient. Yes, you're going to see yourself in the light that you've never seen yourself. But guess what? You're going to see yourself in the light not the darkness.
1: Amen. And once that true conversion happens and when you're walking in true conversion, you will be empowered. Yes. Jesus Christ promised us the Holy Spirit that he will empower us to be witnesses. You cannot be a witness of Jesus. Being a witness means that when I see you, I should see Jesus. Yeah. I should not see, yes, I'm saved, but I cuss a little. No, 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 no. I believe that when you have that true conversion I should be able to look at you and see Jesus and I should just be able to identify that it's not it's not it's not about cussing it's not about not drinking it's not about all these things but it's just about when you have the spirit in you I can identify the spirit in you too
0: yeah and I
1: know that I know that you are a child of God
0: and if you convert it stay converted and if you root it stay rooted Because like that tree been planted, Jesus Christ is waiting. This has been the G220 Effect, and we're ghosts.